Welcome to Mighty House. This is a radio show for people with problems. Home improvement problems, that is. Send an email now to Robbie at MightyHouse.net or call into the show at 877-711-5611. From foundation leaks to roof repairs, the Mighty House team is on the job. You're listening to Mighty House. Good morning, Chicago. I'm Ron Cowgill. The Mighty House team is on the air. Oh, there we go. Now, yeah, I'm a little better. Do you work on your $500 computer? Or how about your $5,000 or maybe $20,000 car? If you don't, is it because you don't know what you're doing? And if you don't do repair your own computer or car, why do you think it's okay to work on the most expensive investment in your life? Are you really going to work on your home all by yourself? Why not give us a call and find out if it's something you should try? We can also help you put the, a game plan together to, uh, so you can tackle that home project correctly. With a little help from us, maybe you can make your most expensive inve- uh, make sure your most expensive investment does not turn into your most expensive mistake. Do you want to start that over again? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I read it about 40 times yesterday, so that was a lot better than last week. Okay. Give us a call at 877-711-5611. That number again, 877-711-5611. Maybe I'll try it at the top of the next hour. We'll roll back and do it again. How's that? Right. Uh, We got open phones right now, so get your questions in. In the first hour, we'll be taking your calls, and we'll have the Mighty House Tip of the Week with Rich Calgill. In the second hour, we'll be taking your calls. We're also going to have uh, Commissioner Freiland in from the city of Chicago. Finally, now the newsletter's accurate. Yes, and uh, we'll be taking your phone calls. And, of course, what everybody sticks around for, what everybody anticipates, Clutter Clarity with Robbie Earhart. And in the third hour, it's just all phone calls and answering emails and uh, all kinds of fun right there. So uh, we are in uncharted territories right now, and all three of us are in different places. <laughs> and somehow Randall and Freshmeat have gotten us all together. And... Uh, Put it in here. So uh, it's all up on the Facebook. So if you want to follow us there, you can. Uh, just go to uh, Mighty House on Facebook. And it's brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Mag Erad. We're broadcasting worldwide and live. MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. Podcasts of previous shows <clears throat> available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. Video clips of the show are available at MightyHouse.net and on our Mighty House YouTube channel. And you can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. And our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And if you give us a call on the Mr. Floor Helpline, it's 877-711-5611. You will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at Mr. Floor. Dot com. Dot com. Oh, Dot com. She was going to do it. She's there. Must be the delay. Sorry, Robbie. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did you hear it? Oh, yeah. No, you were right on there. Because when I wave on Facebook Live, it takes like five minutes. Yes. Right. Well, it's got to go from Florida to Chicago or whoever, wherever else has to go there. And then it goes, it has to go well, back to you in Florida. it goes from where she is in Florida to Miami, typically. Oh, then okay. it has to go all the way back. Yes. Even where I'm at, it goes to Miami first. Oh, really? Like that helps. Yeah. Yes. And then it shoots out somewhere. And then it's got to make it all the way back there. It's a, which is amazing that it does it even at that point, you know? So. And it's amazing that my 
So I go from here to Chicago to Miami to Marco Island to Ohio uh-huh. to say happy birthday, Ron. What? what Your mom about? said happy birthday tomorrow, Ron. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. So I had to get it from Ohio. Sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sh- should we go to the phones right out of the box here? Sure. Y- you ready? All right. And and, and then, hey, uh, Randall, do uh, you want me to pot Robbie off? You got her now over there, or you want me to keep it on on this side? Pot her? Okay, I'm going to crank it all the way back up, because I'm dialing it down because it's too hot on my side, and then you're cranking her back up again. Okay, I'm putting her where she belongs. There. Okay. Hey, Will, you're on Mighty House. Thanks for hanging on. Hey, hey guys, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, good to be back after a couple weeks. Uh-huh. good. Yeah, we... Uh... We're down in Florida. My, I'm another grand a granddaughter, um, so that's good. Uh, but I have I have my question for you. Um, if you have a, a lock set on a on an exterior door, and you've got that little knob that goes up on top that you turn to, you know, execute the deadbolt. Okay. If the door is locked, should the should the you know it's usually a, a, a long thing, you know. A, a, it's a long yeah, the back piece, side. you know. Right. Should that piece, if the door is locked, should that piece be horizontal or vertical? Oh, the knob itself, like the the lever part. Yeah, yeah. The part Mine's you usually horizontal, but it, yeah, it's usually horizontal, locked, and vertical when it's open. But yeah. it doesn't really make much difference. Yeah. If anything, you get used to it. Yeah, I, they might have it because you can put them in upside down too, um, and they'll work just fine. Yeah. But uh, it, the other thing you have to watch out for is that deadbolt. When you throw it, it it'll actually extend out uh, to uh, a little bit further. And if the hole in the jam is not drilled out enough, then it will never completely fully engage and, and lock and all the way down. And it's easy to open again. Yeah, and it makes it a little easier to open. So you want to make sure that you know uh, that that hole in the door jam is deep enough to actually throw it. So if you open the door and then th- throw the deadbolt, that'll give you the true length of of the. Uh, of the throw of the deadbolt, and you'll be able to see where the handle's supposed to be. So then you can yeah, throw, no, you throw it I back, was, close it, and then I see if it closes. Wondering. I just wanted because half the time I see them up and down, and half the time I see it horizontal. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, you know, it, it's it's something that's a little bit too picky for me to call out. But <laughs> it's just, you know, I, you know, people. Oh, this is the way it should be. Okay, fine. You know, right. I just thought I'd talk to the experts about it. Yeah. No. So how, how's it been for a couple weeks? What's that? It's been nice. They got some snow and some cold. Weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's four below right now. So. Yeah, yeah I know. We, uh, last Saturday, I flew back with my youngest daughter, and uh, we were at O'Hare, uh, I'm sorry, Midway, and the plane's only half full, and I'm sitting there, and I'm looking out the window, and I'm going, okay, we were stupid enough to spend our Saturdays flying from Florida, where it was like 72 degrees, up to Chicago. Where it's mm-hmm. minus God knows what and windy, so uh-huh. go figure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. well, it's duck so, weather down here right now. <laughs> lots of rain. Duck weather. Yeah. Yeah, lots of rain. Yeah, it was a it was, it was cool a couple of days while we were down there, but nothing really bad. It's just my my oh. daughter likes to crank the air conditioner on all the time, so I'm sitting there sleeping and freezing. But <laughs> I guess it's okay. Right. Yeah. A lot of people do that. Florida. Yep. Excellent. All right. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right. Yeah. Those and and then those deadbolts, the 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 handles, 
depending on the manufacturer, if you've got a quick set or a schleg or any of that, well, the they all is more like the the lever. So yeah. the lever's back or forward, but the quick set I think is the one that's got more of the little T knob or whatever. Yeah. Yes, Robbie. <gasps> you saw my hand up. Yes. Because it's not on Facebook yet. Uh huh. Wait, <laughs> I have this weird. I'm hearing myself, but I already turned off the speaker, so I don't know why I'm hearing myself through my computer twice. Okay, so my question is, can you hear me fine? Oh, yeah. Okay, so my question is, I was talking to some people here, and I always thought that when you have an apartment, you had to have two exits. Technically, Technically, but it's not the law. We were oh. looking it up yesterday on the Google machine. Oh yeah, well it could. It's a local ordinance. And are you on the first floor or the second floor? Well, right now I'm on the second floor. But in general, we we're looking up, you know, just anywhere egress. to see if that's yeah egress. Right. Yeah, you should have so, two points of egress from from any uh, you know any any apartment building like that, or if you have a, a, a it's individual unit. You should have two points of egress. But we could not find anywhere on the internet where it said it's the law. I think anywhere. I think it's a local ordinance. It, Only no, Chicago. I think it's actually, because if you're looking on building code, I think it's actually under the fire code. Oh, NFPA. Okay, might be a because uh, it's yeah. I'll t- I will take a look because you know me. I she just laid down a gauntlet there. That's, so oh, she did. She threw down on you, brother. Yeah. 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 They were saying <laughs> if it's a building. Um, a business, a business has to have two points, two exits. Okay, but a home doesn't. A home only has to have one. A resident, a residential dwelling, right? Yeah, and, and again, I don't know that it's going to say in the, the code that you have to have two. But when you design your windows in your house, um, your bedroom door is your first means of egress, and your window is your second. Yeah, and that's why they cannot be any smaller than twenty-four by. 40, whatever. It's like, you got to have 22 inches clear, whatever. So the point is, is that we design them for those two, the, the egress, but I don't know if, like I said, I don't think it's in a building code. I will check for you. And you know who we've got coming in later? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the commish. <laughs> I was going to say, we should get that theme song from the commish. I don't yeah, know we got either. the commish coming in. So if at yeah, worst we case, were... we can drop drop that little question on her, and she can let us know for sure. Good, because we were arguing about it. We could not find anywhere that it said so. It, it's, I think it's Chicago this Code. We'll be back with more right after this. House. Mighty House will return. Hey, why must life be so hard? Why must I fail in every attempt at masonry? <laughs> It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. We're broadcasting worldwide and live. MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can give us a call on the Mr. Fleur helpline. It's 877-711-5611. And you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe. And you can learn more at MrFloor.com. And you can join us on Patreon also. Just go to Patreon.com slash Mighty House. And uh, we've got a a few more days left here of January. The uh, tool of the month is the curved handled wire strippers. So sign up there and you'll have a chance to win the uh, wire strippers from Klein Tools. 
So every month we have a Klein tool that um, we, we give away. And so this month is the wire stripper. So sign up at patreon.com slash mighty house. And if somebody wants a newsletter, Rich, how can they do that? Go over to mightyhouse.net. Click on the contact page. Just need your first and last name, your email address. And then go down to the bottom there and click on boom, done. Boom, done. Just like that. Done. <laughs> and uh, from the uh, Chicago Department of Buildings, uh, Chicagoans will experience bitter cold temps this weekend. During extreme weather, we closely monitor heat complaints and respond as quickly as possible. Tenants without heat should first contact their landlord and then call 311 to report the issue. So we're going to talk to uh, the commissioner about that next hour a little bit. But I want to make she sent out a uh, email yesterday letting everybody know about that. So if you're having problems with your issues with your heat in your apartment, uh, try 311 first in the city of Chicago and then... Um, you know, they'll, they'll be able to help you out and hopefully get you enough heat. And we'll find out what that minimum temperature is too. I can't remember what the minimum temp is for your, your heat, but it is currently four below outside. So is it really? Yes, it is. Uh, the the I truck. I remember those days. Yeah. I used the, to frame houses in that. Yeah. What the hell was I thinking? Yeah. I don't know. We stop at 20. <laughs> we don't, it's like, forget it. Once it's under 20 degrees. Uh, we're not, we don't spend too much time out there cause it's just, it, it gets to be, uh, too dangerous. Yep. So, right. um, okay. So let's back up to the previous segment there. We were talking about, uh, points of egress. Yes. Uh, so we, uh, so Robbie and I, we turned to the code book, Rich and said, uh, where is this two points of egress? There are, you know, different municipalities like the city of Chicago. I'm pretty sure they have that. It is. You need two points of egress to get not just a window, two doors to be able to get yeah. out of a second floor, third floor unit. That's why Wait, you, have you all just said that's city of Chicago code. Yes, I'm pretty sure it is. We'll, we'll ask uh, okay. Judy when she gets in, but um, I'm pretty sure because that's why you have all those back porches. You know, because they're that, not back porches; they're fire escapes. Oh, I'm sorry. That's yes, why people get hurt because they go and use it like it's a back porch. It's only <laughs> meant to be run down, not stood on. Pop, look at that. I, just, I set the ball on the tee, and he takes it. <laughs> All right. So in 2017, Florida Building Code, egress is in Chapter 1006. Okay. And they have, uh, and this is in the, the Florida Building Code, so it's not what you call your residential code. Okay. So this would apply to residences, but primarily commercial. Okay. So then they do it by occupant load. It does say you got to have the two, but you have to have three exits or exit access doorways if your occupant load is 501 to 1,000 person. Really? Yes. And there's a chart for all of this stuff. And then it goes into particular stuff, machinery rooms, incinerary rooms, daycare egress, daycare facilities, room spaces, care uh, with more than 10 children. That are two and a half legs shall have access not to less than two exits or exit access doorways. So most of it always kind of works like that. So you do need two. Yeah. Occupant load per story, one to 500, two exit, 501 to 1,000, three exits, more than 1,000, four exits. There you go, Robbie. Okay. The code book has answered. So it's what's the difference up, between I mean, a like... code book and the law? Well, no, you're absolutely correct. This code must be adopted by a municipality in order for it to be enforceable. Correct. There you go. Um, but generally, I think it's just longstanding because of the National Fire Protection. We size windows in a bedroom for light, vent, and egress. 
So the code is 8% light, 4% vent, and then it has to be large enough for a firefighter to go through with a backpack with his oxygen tank. And that's how they determine the width of the window minimum. Right. There From the first floor. No. Yeah, there's a lot of thought that goes into all of this stuff. You know, the codes, I mean, it, it, not everybody loves working with the codes, but there's reasoning behind it. You know, somebody died or something serious happened, so they wrote the code, you know, so. Yeah. Yep. Some of it seems like overkill, but, you know, uh-huh. like can't have light bulbs in your shower. <laughs> uh, arc fault. That that That's the... Well, I think my favorite part about the arc faults is when they came out with the tester. The tester used to start on fire. Uh, oh, nice. Nice. Well, what do people have in their showers then if it's not a light bulb? Well, just what I mean by that is you're not supposed you have to have a covered fixture. You can't yeah. have an open bulb. Exactly. Okay. But the Obviously. bathroom's supposed to be GFI protected, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, it's just I always said if you're dumb enough to be changing a light bulb while you're cho- showering, you deserve to be electrocuted. I'm sorry. It's just that simple. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong you know it just poor it, planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine <laughs> yeah there you go so every day he proves his reputation yes well you, who's yes. gonna stand in a tub of water and change a light bulb i mean there's so there's, i can't have my ten thousand dollar shiny chandelier over within five feet of my bathtub correct for that reason yes yes because somebody could stand in the bathtub with it full to change change the light bulb so there you go well thank you very much did so we've answered your egress question then you've answered it but it's still kind of gray so i'm going to assume that wherever you're staying only has one one uh door for that apartment (laughs) well that's just weird that's what i'm going to guess because that's what popped this question correct well, I don't want to say anything, but <laughs> let's just say it's somebody I know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, but if you're in an apartment, you have a door. That's your first means of egress. Uh-oh. Your second is the window. I yeah. lost everybody. You lost everybody. That's right. I'm looking at we- apparently last week's oh. video. So we're hearing, we're hearing you, Robbie. I don't know. What'd she do? Oh, okay. Did she fall out? All right. Good luck. <laughs> right? You can't get me under. Uh-huh. Well, I, I got you. You got me? I got you. Oh, all I see is Randall Randall's name on a screen. Oh, really? Yeah. I have no video feed from you guys. Thanks, okay. OBS. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There you go. So. And I'm looking for the video feed on CGO. Oh, okay. It's not even there. Let's go to refresh. I know you shared it. Yes, I 22 did. 22 minutes ago. There's yep. the one I'm looking for. Yep. There's Robbie. Oh, you can see me on there. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're up there. So I can't see. Oh, I leave that up. It's delayed, but at least now I can see you. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. All right, so uh, one other thing. When it's uh, a four below like this, um, there's there's a couple of things you might want to be watching out for. And I maybe we can kind of just start putting a... Uh, Really, the garden hose? A, a really cold. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's your first one. We, we can put a really cold list together. One, mm-hmm. your your garden hose should already be disconnected. Hopefully, it is. Um, and then from there, are we? Ah, there we go. Okay. So, um, something else you need to watch out for is the humidity now coming out of your 
your water heater vent, if you have that coming out the side of your house, or if it, or your furnace that's coming out the side of your house, the condensation that comes out of those pipes is going to start freezing up if it hasn't already. So what happens, though, is that pipe will continue to ice up, ice up until it's completely clogged. And now that airflow, it doesn't, the exhaust can't come out. It, it can't re- also uh, take in any air. And those will start to turn your furnace off. And when it gets really cold out, that uh, your your furnace may kick off and not work, and it's only just because of the ice that's built up on the vents outside. So you might need to take a broom and knock that stuff off and make sure that it stays clear. So yes, um, that's that's another that's another one you need to watch out for. And if you're going to use space heaters, Rich, you've got a whole thing on space heaters that we put up on YouTube. So. You can go listen. Yes, you you, space you should always use your space heaters with extreme care, possibly placing them right next to the light fixture over your shower. <laughs> Can't we just say the tool of the month is Rich Cowgill? <laughs> sure. You can say Thank that. Thank you. You can say that. You could say that. Uh, Wait, she just did. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So if you're and if you're gonna if you're heading out to go get one of those a little space heaters right now, the ceramic ones I think are probably one of the safest out there. They they work really well. Uh, you don't want that. You don't want one that's got the exposed elements in there. There's like little coils going up through there that actually glow. That looks like the inside of your toaster. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to get one of those. Um, they they have a uh, anti tip brackets on them. You know where if they tip over they'll they'll turn mm-hmm. off but there's no guarantee that that's really going to work and at least with the ceramic ones there's no exposed heating element where you can actually ignite something and set something on fire so right um, so don't put it near draperies or any type of fabric do not use extension cords yep yep because the extension cord will turn into a heating element <laughs> if it's <laughs> if it's not rated properly all of a sudden that that extension cord starts to overheat, get hot, and then it can short out. Yep. So that, that's not good either. You don't want that. So um, you got to hunker down, close your window, you know, your drapes and stuff. So try and cut down on the heat loss. Uh, keep keep the, the window drapes closed because that will help with the, the draftiness and keep the heat in a little bit better. So um, trying to think of what else there is. Huh. I don't think know. that's it's it. It's just cold out. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, that I'm I'm just running down this list. It's not I wasn't planned. I just thought of that. So I figured we'd throw some things out there real quick just to keep a Well, the other thing when it's the cold out like this is even your car, you need to start it and let the oil start warming up and distributing. Yes. Do you you just don't start it and go? No. You let it run a little it's bit. It's a very bad thing in the winter. Yeah. Yeah, the alternator on the truck was screaming this morning. It was not. It was not happy. So I'll bet. I'm sure that that woke up the whole neighborhood when I started that. <laughs> I think so. we need to give the number out in case people need to ask questions. Eight seven 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 one one five six one one. I mean, there's probably a lot of things that are going on. Yeah. All right. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to this is Mighty House. Mighty Nailed House it. will return. You gotta build fast. Cement drawing! Alright, let's see. Oh, English side ruined. Must use French instructions. Le grill! 
What the hell is that? It's Mighty House. Call Mighty House now at 877-711-5611 and get advice from the experts themselves. This is Mighty House. You can join us on Facebook Live right now, brought to you in part by Roofers and Waterproofers Local 11, Smart 265, Mr. Floor, and Mag Erad. Podcasts and preview shows available at MightyHouse.net, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and on HomeApprovementUSA.com. Find links to all of them at MightyHouse.net. You can also give us a call on the Mr. Floor helpline. It's 877-711-5611, and you will have a chance to win your choice of Mr. Floor cleaning products. They're all non-toxic and environmentally safe, and you can learn more at Mr. Floor. Dot com. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, what you know? Last we, Rich and I. At last, if you go go back, you can listen to the uh, the podcast of last week's show, where we put Robbie to sleep talking about electric trucks. And you said something about Ford coming out with one, Rich. And yes, uh, the, the the new Ford. F one fifty electric, all yes. electric. It's all. It will be all electric, or they're going to do a hybrid. I was reading about that too. I think so. Uh, you've got both of those options coming out. That's twenty twenty. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's fairly close. So, you know, so I'm concerned about the other manufacturers. You know, the small guys, because if they don't get out there and get them out, you know, moving. Yep. You know, Ford has the distribution network. They have the financing. Yep. You know, these small guys will be out of business before they got in business. Right. And, you know, Ford Ford, the Ford F-150 has already, you know, gone through its shakedown. All they're doing is swapping out Changing the drive. The drivetrain. Drivetrain. The rest of the truck's going to be the same. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, there's a different shakedown process there. So, yeah. I mean, uh, the Rivian and uh, Workhorse, hopefully they get their uh, products out there pretty fast. It'll be pretty interesting to see what happens. So, mm-hmm. um Oh, did you see what I got up on the Facebook that I found this week, Rich? Um, no. You didn't see that? I've had a very busy week. Yeah, I did. I realized we didn't put much up there on Facebook this week or Twitter. So but let I me did, see. What did you find? Remember, I saw the one. This, was this the electrical one? No, ba- St. Baldrick's. Oh, yes, yeah, I did I notice saw that it. you put that up. I did not go watch it, though. <laughs> yeah. It's Rich getting his hair haircut. He's shaved, bald. It's it's Ish. baldish. It was hilarious. Yes. They left peach fuzz. Uh-huh. I uh I ran across that video and oh, let's put this up on the YouTube page. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. Fortunately I'm not easily embarrassed, so yeah, Actually, yeah, I don't yeah. think I ever am. Yeah. It was it was uh, but uh counting out all that money, that that was that was tough. That now was watching good. all of that, yeah. But it's all right. It was all your fault. Yes, it was. But we raised a bunch of money that day, impromptu. Yes, so that that's all good. Mm-hmm. That's all good. So, um, and it grows back. They said thicker and darker, but pretty much grayer and thinner. But yeah, I don't know about the growing back part. Well, yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's me, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then something else I ran into this week. Um, one other thing was. A filter, uh, the furnace kept turning off. I was there, I was at a, at a client's home doing some other stuff, and the, it was like it was short cycling. The furnace wouldn't right. run, and it wouldn't run. So, um, and it had been, it's, it was really cold out, so it's trying to run and heat the house, and it, it just wasn't able to do it, and the furnace was overheating. So, mm. what's the first thing we check there, Rich, when that happens? Your air filter. <laughs> and guess what I found, Rich? A clogged furnace filter. 
Uh, clogged would be the understatement. It was pleated. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a pleated filter. Only on one side, though. Huh? This, the other side was so full of dirt, there was right. no more pleats. It was solid. It was solid. Really? Yes, just filled with lint and... And all this was in your house? No, 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 no. Not my house. It was a client's house. Oh, okay. House. I'm sure okay. my house is way worse than that. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> so I pulled that out, and all the, you could, the duct work on the returns went poke. Quack, quack. Exactly. And it actually oh, popped. I'm, I'm not surprised that people don't realize how bad those so-called pleated and or, you know, allergen filters and all that unless the system is specifically designed for it yep and you change those filters on a very regular basis like every 30 days they are very very bad yes yes and um it was it was just a dramatic change in the air pressure and then the furnace you could just hear it like the 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 motor started running smoother it was at the Every it just it wasn't wasn't drawing as much power trying to run. Uh, right. It was moving the air it was supposed to. The furnace started running. The heat the house started to heat up again, all from pulling the furnace filter. So mm-hmm. um, check your furnace filters monthly, and use the 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 cheapest ones you can find that that are the correct size. That you just want. They are meant to keep rocks out of the motor. That's right. They're not meant to scrub the air. If you want an air scrubber. Buy an air scrubber. Yes, Robbie. Yes. Okay, so sometimes when you guys are talking about things I don't care about, I... You drift? I go on the Google machine so that when it slows down and Ron looks at me and says, Robbie, what's going on? Uh I can come up with something. Okay. So I was Googling um, home improvement things to watch for in 2019. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. I swear. The three of us or the two of you should get paid millions of dollars to write articles for people because there are stupid, useless articles out there. (laughs) Forbes magazine. I'm talking about you. Yes. Okay. This article is called five home improvement trends to watch in 2019. Uh huh. Trends, home improvement trends to watch in 2019. Uh Number one. Uh huh. DIYers are more likely to be millennials. Okay. That's a trend. Sure. No, that's a Captain Obvious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, see, that's like Ron's new show, Open. I don't understand why people like to think they can do it. Just because the box store sells it doesn't mean you should touch it. <laughs> and, you know, there's plenty of things that are DDIY. Yeah. And that's don't do it right. yourself. Right. It just... DIYers are more likely to be millennials. Mm-hmm. Isn't that because, let's see, the population is growing older and the older people aren't going to be doing it themselves? Like you said, Captain Obvious. Right. Okay. That and the older Trends. people are buying their final home. Yeah. Okay. So again, the topic is five home improvement trends to watch. Number two, over-inspiration is a key factor in home improvement regret. Huh? Exactly. The what? sentence... Makes no sense, and it's I not a trend. I think what they mean there, over-inspiration means, okay, so here's what happens. So I'm fortunate enough to be building these stupid, silly, big houses that you see in fancy magazines, right? Uh-huh. Well, most people see those 
pictures and I go, that's what I want my bathroom to look like. But mm-hmm. they don't realize the space I'm working in in this bathroom is the size of your house. Yeah, it's a 20 by 25 space and we're trying to fit it in a 5 by 8 bathroom. 5 by 8 or 5 <laughs> by 10. So over inspiration. In other words, still keep it within what you've got. And then the other thing is you don't want to do is don't overbuild for your neighborhood. Right. You know, if you put in all super fancy stuff, granite countertops, blah, 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 and you live in a community that's typically for mica countertops and, you know, just standard stuff, you're going to overbuild. It may increase its marketability, but not its value. Right, right, right. All right, let's uh, have a quick uh, question here. Hey, Jeff, are you there? I'm here. How are you guys this morning? Good, good. You had a, a, a question or a comment? Yeah, a comment. But first of all, I want to let you know out here, I'm in Westmont right now. It's negative 12 degrees. Working. And um, yes. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to let you know I'm actually putting together a blog this afternoon. Okay. And it's going to be with uh, for tips for getting through the super cold weather, which you were discussing earlier. So if you guys have anything you want included, just text it to me or email it to me. Okay. And... Uh, I'm going to write it right around uh, 12 o'clock today, All right. and uh, I'll send you a All copy right. of the finished product. Excellent, excellent. So you, you got the list that we started so far? <laughs> no, I'm driving. I can't be writing oh. while I'm driving. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, you'll have to go back. I'll, I'll figure it out, and I'll send you the list that we came up with so far then. Sounds, sounds good. And um, one other thing I would tell people, uh, you know, if they're out, doing some errands today right now Don't. is, uh, you know, putting premium gas in your tank, filling it up is not a bad idea. Um, a lot of people stick with regular, but, uh, you know, putting a can of heat in your gas tank to absorb any water you might have and then mm-hmm. filling it up with premium gas might make the difference come Tuesday morning. Yeah. So, when, it, when it's 25 below. Right. Right. It just might make the difference. Yeah. So cool. All right, I appreciate it, but right, you guys. Thanks. All right, uh, back to Robbie. Yes, number please, three. because number three. But let me tell you what number two said. Okay. Okay. okay so um, we are talking about number two. Over inspiration is a key factor in home improvement regret. Okay. Yep. The first sentence says more than one third of home owners who completed a home improvement project in the past year. Regret not spending more on the project. You mean hiring somebody that knew what they were doing? Because <laughs> your project, makes... you bought all this really nice product, but it's all installed like crap. Uh-huh. So nothing's plumb level or square. Your drywall looks like somebody threw up on it and you painted over it. That's why you hire people. But it makes no sense. The two things have nothing to do with each other. Over-inspiration... Yeah. Regret. Not spending money. Regret. The two have nothing to do with each other. This is, again, why we have to start writing articles. Number three, trends to watch for. Trends to watch for. Number three, the rental housing market is on the rise. Yes. Yep. 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 Okay. That's a trend. Mm -hmm. We'll go with that one. Yep. More people want to rent today than own. More people have to rent than own. Yes, because they've got... uh, They can't afford the down payment yeah. may not qualify for the mortgage right and they've got the, they've got all those um all those uh, student loans that disqualify them from actually purchasing a home as part of it so according to this one study 40% of recent additions to the rental stock charge 
$1,500 or more per month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that's the part right. I don't understand. So like the company I work for, they're building 350 apartment units every year. And I didn't know different... they were building apartments too. Oh yeah. There's not much we don't play with, um, <laughs> but that's a whole different division. So I don't really have anything to do with them, but they do these things. They're gorgeous places. I mean, they have a clubhouse and pool like that you'd put up against any, uh, you know, private club. Mm-hmm. But a one-bedroom apartment's like sixteen hundred a month, and they have three-bedroom apartments that are like thirty-four hundred a month. Yep. If you've got thirty-four hundred a month to dispose, you know, to throw in an apartment, this it makes some sense. We'll be back right after this with mighty Tip of the Week. House will return. I don't know if y'all realize the pressure a man like me's got on. This is Mighty House. We're broadcasting worldwide and live, MightyHouse.net, TuneIn.com. We're also on the Gab Radio Network. Just look for Mighty House Home Improvement Show. You can follow us on Facebook by looking for Mighty House Home Improvement Show, and our Twitter handle is at Mighty House. And you can join us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash Mighty House. And right now we're giving away the curved handle wire strippers, and you can sign up at uh, Patreon.com for a dollar a month, and you'll be entered into the chance to win those, those pliers, which are... The Klein tools, excellent, excellent tools to be uh, working with. So, patreon.com slash Mighty House. If somebody wanted a newsletter, Rich, how could they do that? Well, you typically just go over to mightyhouse.net, click on the Contact Us page, fill in your first, last name, email address, and click on Boom Done. Boom Done, like that. That's right. And if rumbling and cracking sounds are made by the hot water heater, or never... And if somebody wants... Yeah, go ahead. Yes, Robbie. Just if somebody wants to wish you an early birthday, okay, they could, that's, uh, there we go. There we go. If rumbling and cracking sounds are made by the water heater, or there never seems to be enough hot water, it's time to clean the tank. This condition occurs when layers of sediment caused by primarily by hard water build up on the tank bottom and heating surfaces, producing heat retarding scale. Maggie Rad is the patented food grade compound designed to dissolve and remove the hard water sediment through the heater drain. Maggie Rad is the plumber's product safe enough for consumers to use. You can find Maggie Rad at your local plumbing supply house or Menards. And with that, we will uh, turn this over, I think, if I can find it, to Rich. <laughs> okay, Sparky. Thank you. There you go. So on the show, you'll hear us talk about insurance all the time. You know, if you're hiring a subcontractor to work on your house, uh -huh. then you should always ask for a certificate of insurance. And it should always come from their insurance company, not pulled out of his binder. <laughs> the reasoning <laughs> yeah. behind this is that I can go get insurance January 1st, print out a copy of that certificate of insurance, then cancel my insurance and pass it out all year wrong yep. and not be insured. So in order to know that you're insured or that they are insured and you are covered, have it sent directly from their insurance company to you. This is important stuff. Yeah, name, naming you additionally insured. Preferably. And I only make you do that if it was a larger project. But, right. you know, if you have a guy coming to trim your trees, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily have to be named additionally insured, but I would still want to make sure that he's insured. Yes. So there's a few things on that certificate of insurance you have to look for. So the first one's general liability. 
So their liability should be a minimum of $1 million. Okay, and if your pro project is larger or more upscale, you know, you work in a neighborhood of, you know, $5 million homes, $1 million coverage may not quite cover it. Right. Um, it should also, so then it should be a minimum of 2 to $5 million. Also, it should show that the limit is per job, not policy. Now, there's a little checkbox on this form. And if that checkbox isn't checked, it usually means that the insurance is per year. So here's the deal. You got a bad guy. He drops a tree on a house. Um, they pay out on that house 300000 And then the guy, same guy drops a tree on your house. You only get the less the difference in his limits. So you can't get a million or two million. You're only going to get the difference. By doing it per job, you still could collect that much money. So it's a very oh. little key checkbox. Wow. Okay. And, you know, so the liability is, you know, any damage to your property, neighbor's property, anything that he's liable for, right? Sure. Another one that it, that is has become more tricky is commercial auto policies. Um, if you drive work trucks, you should have a commercial insurance policy on those trucks. Majority of contractors typically only carry insurance through their own personal provider. So it's not a commercial policy. Now, that does not to say that you would not be insured, but... What happens is you you would want that they have a policy for hired and non-owned vehicles. And I had that, and it was only a couple hundred dollars. But the reason you want to look at the auto is because if they only have a 100, 300 policy, you know, the, the 100,000, 300,000, or maybe worse, they have a 10,000, $50,000. Right. Look at the cars on the road. Mm -hmm. You know, the communities I work in, I mean, we have the highest number of Ferraris per capita down here. <laughs> So literally, you hit one of those, and you've only got fifty thousand dollar coverage. Right. Guess who? Guess what? You're you're going to have a, a shelling it out. You know, you're going to be paying on that the rest of your life. Yeah. So you want to make sure your insurance is there. But the hired and and non-owned vehicles is great because if I'm on a job and one of my subcontractors guys backs into a house or backs into your car or something like that, we're still going to be covered even if his insurance is crap. We have it, and that's a cheap policy. So that one's a no-brainer to me that. Every contractor should have hired and non-owned vehicles. Correct. Workman's comp. This one's, a, you know, again, everybody kind of gets an idea what workman's comp is, and, and Ron can tell you it can be damn expensive depending on where you are. And not can be. Limits. Can be? No, no, no. no it's not can It be. is. <laughs> yes. It there you is go. damn expensive. <laughs> yes. But if you're, you know, if the state of Florida is even dumber yet. Okay, so you have high rates in Illinois. Uh -huh. But here in Florida, I can fill out a piece of paper online, sign it, and I can become workman's comp exempt. What? Yes. So I have guys out there that, you know, if you're a one-man company, it's not unusual to be workman's comp exempt because as the owner of the company, you're automatically covered under your GL policy up to 30000 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then the guy shows up with three guys. Mm hmm and I'm like, yeah, but you're workman's comp exempt, so why do you have these guys here? Are they here to watch you? Are those your personal spectators? Because they're not allowed on the job. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, like, and they're like looking at me like, no, those are these guys, they, they're not work for me. They're subcontractors. I go, we're going to play this game? Uh -huh. and you know how the IRS treats this? Right. Anyway, it's so rampant down here. They're really good on licensing. Yeah. But, man, they do some really weird stuff that's just stupid. Well, and then the insurance companies here now, even though – uh, the the owner of the company can be exempt. They're still requiring it. Yes. So they they they've gone past that, and the, the insurance companies just say, nah, nah. We're, we're, we even require the owner of the company to be covered under workman's comp. So, yeah. um, it, it, which isn't a bad thing, you know. So, all right, back to you, sir. 
No, no, that's quite all right. I'm getting close to the end already. This, you know, because I figure it's insurance. Robbie's probably still sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Went yep. Back to bed. <laughs> yep. So anyway, these the trouble that you could have on any one of these jobs or in your house and all that. Again, it's all avoidable. It's just get the certificate of insurance from the contractor prior to starting work. And if you don't truly understand what it says, take it to your agent. Let them know what's going on. Right. And the the reason for that is because. If it's a large enough project, your agent might tell you that you need a builder's risk policy. Yes. And the name is misleading. Everybody thinks the builder has to get it. And it's like, no, a builder's risk policy is for a homeowner. You purchase that for installed materials until completion. Once it's completed, it goes under your homeowner's insurance. But if we have a problem or something grows legs, you mm-hmm. know, which God knows it's happened. Sure. Somebody cuts all the copper out of your house. That's not on me. That's on you because we had it installed. Mm-hmm. So you technically own it. So the builder's risk covers you on that. And that's a very inexpensive policy as well. Right. So there's a lot of things that need to get done. And, of course, they don't so- show that at the uh, box store on the sign when you're buying all this material. No. Um, but, again, you know, if you hire reputable contractors, guys that are good, you all this stuff gets handled and it's no problem. So next time you see the the little bit higher price, think about your own protection and you know what do they say? Uh, low prices are soon forgotten, but poor quality is never forgotten. Something yes. Like that. So <laughs> there you go. It's exactly. Anyway, that's your tip of the week on insurance. I know it's a boring subject, but uh, it's really something you have to worry about. Yeah, uh, and it's it's the first thing that when when uh, you know. When someone calls and says, okay, what, what are we doing, and, and what should I do about this contractor, that's the first thing I always tell people is check their insurance, make sure that you know they're up to speed and that they've got right. their workman's comp. Workman's, <coughs> workman's comp is extremely me. expensive. And Well, what uh, do you guys pay? And probably like $20 per hundred or something stupid? It's it's 18 per hundred right now for, for car- interior carpentry. So that's That's ludicrous. Yeah. So... We'll talk more during the break, so uh, join us on Facebook Live, and uh, we've got the commissioner in the uh, wings. We'll have her on next. Awesome. This is Mighty House. Mighty House will return. 